Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Shalom Bayis, Shir number 23, Be'ezus Hashem. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. Last year, towards the end, we discussed what Rabbi Wolba said in his letter, that you are not to see the Yetzer Hataiva as something disgusting in and of itself, but it's a Yetzirah Kedoshahi, it's a holy creation and of course, as a person having free will, a Baal he could choose to use anything in the world for positive and negative, and even Yetzirah Kedosha could be twisted into something negative. However, a person needs to realize, as he's pushing away those Taivas, when it's important to do so, and he needs to do it strongly and firmly, and we'll discuss in later Shurim how to go about it, but he should also know within him that this is indeed a Yitzir Kedoshah. You're not defective. There's nothing wrong with you. And you will be using this very taiva, this very taiva for Tzairech Gavaya L'Shem Shemayim. You will use it properly in the future. And we also said that that's why Hashem chose this aver, the aver of the bris, the sexual organ of the genitals, specifically, to put his bris kodesh on that, on that aver specifically, which seems very strange. Why would he do that? But he's saying, Adarabah, that is where you're going to get your shlemus. The Ramban said that it's teaching you, Hashem is putting that sign there to tell you, use it for a mitzvah, use it for what is permitted. Don't use it negatively. Now I saw in the Ian Tfila of Rabbi Schwab, that he says on the Pasuk, V'charais imoy habris, loses es Eretz Knani, that Hashem made a bris to give Eretz Yisrael to us. So it's fascinating that we use the word bris for the bris milah, and we use the bris for the giving of Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Schwab explains something fascinating. You see that we, the, the, the worst nations were Mitzrayim and Canaan. It says in Parshas Achrei, when it warns about Arayas, to stay away. You shouldn't do like either one of them. So Mitzrayim was the Erev Asa'aris. It was the lowest of the low of the land, and they were full of, uh, seeped with immorality. And the Canaan were just as bad, possibly even worse, because if Hashem, who is a Toivu Meitiv, says at a, at a point, they have to wipe them out, they must have been really terribly perverse and terribly bad at that point for Hashem to say to do that. And they were steeped very deeply in immorality. So the question is, why would Hashem put such a nation in Eretz Yisrael, in a Makim Kaddish, um, before we came in? And the answer is, is Dafka that. Because the Tafkid of the Yid is to take that taiva and all that neg- the negative that could come from it, or does come from it, and transform it to Kedusha. So just like Hashem put a ice bris on the aver of the bris mila, in the sexual organ, to teach you that, so Hashem placed the bris on Eretz Yisrael, even at a time where the Canaanim were there and doing terrible things there, but the Eden were to go there and elevate it, turn it around and elevate it. And that is our goal. And now Rabbi Wolbo continues. 
And he explains that a person's um, body is connected to the person and he has all these different limbs and different, different functions that are in his body. And even during pregnancy, as the baby is being developed, these evarim, these limbs are being developed that once he is born, and for especially in the first 20 years of his life, he begins to grow and mature until when he reaches already 20, he's pretty much fully developed. And even the sexual organs and all those channels are there already being arranged in the mother's womb for the male, for the male counterpart of the reproductive system and the female for the female reproductive system is already being formed and arranged in the mother's womb as the baby is being developed from that moment. Now, most of the limbs and most of the functions are made for the person themselves solely, you know, for his hands, his feet, his eyes to see, his, his nose to smell, his ears to hear, and so on. With, when it comes to the reproductive organs, when it comes to, by the male, the zera, the, the semen that's going to be developed in his teenage years, this, this you look at as being an inheritance from your father and forefathers all the way up. It's an inheritance to you from prior generations for you to give it over to future generations. So there's something unique there. You have basically the eternity in you through those reproductive functionalities. So that is something that you should take as a special gift, even beyond the regular gifts of your hands, your eyes, your nose, your ears, and so on and so forth, because that more, more or less you're, you're, you're functioning for your own sake, while this is for the purpose, one of the main purposes, is to perpetuate your, 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 your um, zera, that you should have children in subsequent generations, and that is nitzchias, that is eternal, that's a chilek of Hashem within you. Now, these um, sexual components, both in the male and in the female, they don't develop in the earlier years. Meaning that, you know, well, generally, when you're in the, you know, you're 8, 9, 10 even, you know, there is levels in Chazal, you know, the Chazal say there's a certain level of some type of maturity when a girl is 3 years old and up, and with a boy, um, you know, a little older, 9 years old, but the bottom line is, is there's really no sexual development or very little of it until around bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah time when it starts to develop. And at that point, that's when things start growing. I'm not going to get into specifics, but each one knows, male and female respectively, of the changes that take place in their body as they grow beyond bar mitzvah and onward. And to, you have to look at those reproductive organs as an eternal creation. You are like a link for future generations, and you're a link to the past generations, specifically by those gifts of those reproductive organs, internal, external, that were given to you. And what you need to recognize at the point somewhere post-Bairo Bas Mitzvah, 
when these um, organs start to develop and the hormones start to come in and you sense in yourself uh, sexual desires already, you need to understand that part of what Hashem is trying to tell you with this is that you are a living being that Hashem put on this earth and He wants you to live a meaningful life for yourself. And he, and he values each individual specially, but he also wants to teach you that you're not living just for yourself. You're living to, for future generations. You're living for your children, your grandchildren, and even your great-great-great-grandchildren. It sounds strange, but it is so true. So, for example, you know, we're all here, but we have to remember that we are here because of our parents giving birth to us. But it also goes way far back that back in the Middle Ages, or in the time of the Bayes Rishen, the time of the Bayesheni, the time of Shloim HaMelech, from the time of the Eden in the Midbar, when parents, mother and a father, had that relationship that gave birth to a child, and we are the result of it. And by Gerim, you could use the same logic. The bottom line is you're a result of it. The, the bottom line is, is that that connects you that when they were doing what they were doing, it affected, we're here now because of them. And what you do will affect future generations. So it's really nitzchias you are dealing with. There are three shutvim in a person, the mother, the father, and the creator. And Hashem is giving you, both the woman and the man, the, as your, the two partners, to come together in marriage, in the right way, and to be an azer and to bring the Shechina down and to bring future generations down. And again, we're going to say it, Pruavu, having children is one of the main functions, but Aina in and of itself is also very special. And we will discuss further in the next year, Be'ezus Hashem.